From the Sky News Centre at one, Nadim Zahawi has been sacked as Tory chairman over a serious breach of the ministerial code. Downing Street's ethics advisor says he failed to declare a potential conflict of interest with HMRC over his multi-million pound tax dispute when he was chancellor. Mr Zahawi claimed to have made a careless, not deliberate error, but Lib Dem MP Christine Jardin thinks the Prime Minister should have fired him sooner. It's gone on too long. It's dragged the government Conservative Party politics through the mud. Now what we need is a, an inquiry, an independent inquiry to look into exactly what was known by Rishi Sunak and by the government, when it was known and why they didn't act. A 16-year-old boy has been charged with the murder of a teenage girl in Northumberland. Holly Newton, who was 15, was stabbed in Hexham Town Centre on Friday. A boy aged 16 is in hospital injured. The housing secretary has admitted the government is partially to blame for the Grenfell Tower fire in 2017. Michael Gove says faulty and ambiguous guidance allowed unscrupulous people to exploit a broken system. He's giving developers a deadline of six weeks to sign a contract to fix unsafe towers. Liam Spenders from Campaign Group end our cladding scandal. It's constantly in the back of your mind. Your home becomes something of a, a prison and to keep people in that situation for six years puts an intolerable strain on people. Plans are to be announced tomorrow for high-tech virtual wards. The move's designed to ease pressures on NHS England and keep vulnerable patients out of hospital. Tennis Novak Djokovic has become the first man to win the Australian Open for a tenth time. He beat Stefanos Tsitsipas in straight sets to achieve a record-equalling 22nd Grand Slam singles title. And Dame Esther Ranson has revealed she has lung cancer. The broadcaster's 82. That's the latest. I'm Fada Silver. Across the city and South Cambridgeshire. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. afternoon everyone and welcome back to uh, From the Terraces. Apologies for uh, being away last week, uh, not being too indelicate, couldn't get away from the bathroom, apologies for that. Probably a good thing I wasn't there anyway because I was only going to moan for about 45 minutes against uh, about the uh, United game. Uh, I'm sure it'll come up again today but there you go, not, uh, not, not a big thing anymore. So uh, an interesting week in the football. Histon didn't play again. Uh, they haven't played for ages. We'll talk about that a bit later on. Um, City uh, had a, uh, a game against Hales Own, top of the league. Uh, a creditable performance, something to look forward to, uh, to carry forward. But unfortunately, not the result they wanted, despite having two cleared off the line and uh, uh, not conceding, and conceding a penalty and also having a, a goal disallowed. So uh, not great for them, but uh, lots to look forward to still. And United, uh, with a number of new signings and a number of people back in the squad, uh, played at Lincoln and... Uh it, a lot to be, a lot to look forward to uh, over the coming 19 games. I think there was a buzz on the terraces, and uh, although it was a, a, a draw, we didn't concede, which is uh, amazing. Uh, the new uh, defensive look is uh, is very strong. Um, if we can sort out the midfield and the attack, and we are promised uh, someone on Monday and possibly even someone on Tuesday, we shall see. 
And in the women's football, uh, both uh, both teams in action. Uh, City are uh, sorry, United are away at QPR. Uh, I think it's probably a two o'clock kickoff, so probably you're a bit late to get to that one. Uh, City are playing um, Ashford, um, so we'll, we'll be talking to both the managers there. But uh, as usual, if you want to get in touch with us, you can. Um, you can. Text us on 07919 That's 07919070490. Or you can email studio at cambridge105.co.uk. And obviously, we will start as usual with Cambridge United. Apologies, that was a little bit quiet, but uh, at least it played anyway. Um, hopefully we have Matt on the line. Matt, are you there? Hey, Tim, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm better than I was last week, I could tell you. That was, <laughs> that was an awful afternoon, that was. Um, uh, almost almost as awful as, to be fair, the uh, Saturday afternoon as well. Um, I've I probably still got some moaning to do from that game because uh, um, you, you mentioned this when when I texted you to tell, me, tell you the show was off. I mean... Let's. We won't dwell on it for too long, but let's just look at that game briefly. I mean, you lose five nil to Sheffield Wednesday, and you don't necessarily feel massively aggrieved. Sheffield Wednesday are a great side. Uh, I think they will uh, win the league. They'll certainly get automatic promotion uh, out of it. Um, and you know, yes, you don't want to be beaten by anybody that score, but at least with uh, Sheffield Wednesday, you have a reason for it. Shrewsbury Town, who we beat on Boxing Day, albeit potentially uh, with the luck of uh, the referee and everything else. Um, 5-1 against them in a game that we really just capitulated. It was a, a terrible, terrible afternoon. And uh, you even you even said that if we can't strengthen the uh, midfield and the, and the uh, attack, then you think it's time for Bonner to go. We'll talk about that later on. But what a terrible performance that was. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, was, I was looking forward to last week's show because it's rare that you'd moan for 40 <laughs> minutes, Tim. So, um, yeah, it, it was. And I think the, the disappointing thing from Shrewsbury's game was just the way we capitulated. You know, we just absolutely collapsed, um, you know, 1-0 down and we we were still in the game and then you know we got hit with the the sucker punch just before half time of the second goal you know um, a really good finish it has to be said and then you know we didn't really come out at all in the second half and see did a third goal and it was like uh, you know we get one back and you think oh you know maybe we can you know try and get another and you know potentially a third and nick a point that we probably you know didn't deserve at all and then you know, just after we after we've scored, we we let in two really soft goals, and you know we completely capitulated, and you know the the performance was it was just absolutely shocking, and you know for for you and all the others that went you know to shows, but you know I felt sorry. Uh, for you all having to watch that because having to listen to it at home last week last week wasn't the best either. So uh, yeah, just you know that that was that was the point, and um, you know coming out of that game quite rightly, you know when, when we spoke, you know I thought you know if we didn't get something sorted, um, you know it might be time for Bonner to go because that wasn't a a Bonner esque performance in terms of character and drive from the players at all. You know it's very rare that they have absolutely collapse and show, um, you know, lack of character and fight. 
Um, but that that was like the you know the the low point. That was a really low point last Saturday, and um, you know, as I say we'll talk about yesterday's game. But you know, at least they learned some lessons from the Shrewsbury game, and that's what we wanted to see. Yeah, I think I think it's not only did they learn some lessons, but uh, obviously we've had uh, a couple of players come in, um, and I think that made a huge difference. McGrandles comes in on loan, um, and Michael Morrison, seventeen years between appearances uh, in a Cambridge shirt, um, comes back, and the defence. It was like chalk and cheese. You looked at the the, the solidity of the defence um, that the. The, the way they played together, given that they'd only really played one training uh, ground, uh, you know, one training ground game uh, since they all came in, was, uh, you know, it, it, it kind of looks like we've got that sorted. And I know people say that's not where our problem is, but you can't win games if you're not scoring many and you concede a lot. So uh, having the defence sorted may not help us out with the scoring problem, but at least uh, it'll provide us a way to uh, draw more games, even if we can't win them. And I think that's, you know, it, it's not the it's not the be-all and end-all. We've been told that uh, there is another player coming in, a midfielder coming in on Monday. Um, and there was even a tease of, we'll uh, have to see what happens after that, as though there may be someone else they've at least got their eye on, perhaps a lone player or something. But I think that was a very, very positive thing out of yesterday's game is the fact that we didn't concede, therefore we didn't lose. Um, and yes, we could even be disappointed that we didn't win. Sam Smith had had one well saved. Uh, Bennett had one that uh, was on target before it was blocked. And we did make a couple of other chances, still, you know, still lacking a bit of quality, but an awful lot better. Yeah, I, I managed to stream the game yesterday. So, um, you know, as you say, defensively, I thought, you know, we were we were fantastic in the shape. And, you know, we have wondered for a little while. We, we, we have spoke as well about, you know, us changing formation and, you know, was sort of, you know, three at the back with wing backs, um, you know, the way forward for us uh, away from home potentially, because it is a formation that we ourselves have struggled against, um, you know, this season and the probably even last season and the season before that too so um, you know defensively you know sorting that out in terms of you know being a lot more solid and you know having a bit more of a better shape about us was was really really good yesterday Um, has to be said I thought Lincoln were, were incredibly poor um, and I thought they played right into our hands in terms of, you know, instead of sort of trying to get the ball out wide and the and the ball into the box. There's a lot of direct football which we were able to deal with really, really well. It, it was bread and butter for our for our three centre halves and um, you know, out, out of the three, okay, you look at it and you you do worry about potentially the lack of pace with obviously Michael Morrison and I I remember the first time he was he was at the club. Um, and he never had any pace then as a, as a youngster. So, you know, <laughs> it's not got any better since. And then obviously Ryan Bennett, who's, who, you know, rumours are he's never had any pace anyway in his career. Um, obviously, you get to see him play live on the stream. You know, he looked good. And, you know, having Lloyd Jones back makes a, you know, a massive difference though, because, you know, he, he is a, a cut above as well. So having those three, you know, in the team means we've got a little, some real good quality but you were right, you know, the, the chances were at a premium. Uh, the, the quality in terms of, you know, creating those chances wasn't the best. 
yes, we we probably had the better chances. Has to be said out of the game. You know, I thought we had, we definitely had the better chances in the game to score, but they they were just a lot of them were half chances, weren't they? Just like balls into the box and just trying to get a you know a, a header on or you know, something. You know, Big Joe had a header straight at the goalkeeper. You know, Sam Smith, as you say, had a shot wide. Uh, you know, a couple of blocks. Uh, shots from Liam Bennett as well, um, but other than that, we you know the the lack of creativity and the lack of you know sort of chances created for our strikers to either you know to get on get on goal um, was probably the only major thing missing yesterday. And I, I, you know I'm sure we'll break it down, but you know I thought that was the type of game that maybe Jack Lancaster should have played to just give us that extra creativity. But it's a, it's a positive step forward. That's what we have to remember, is that it's a point away from home. Um, you know, we probably should have gone for and got three points, but we haven't. We haven't lost the game. We kept a clean sheet. And, um, you know, as I say, we might look at it at the end of the season and think that was a chance miss. But, you know, it was a positive step forward and a better performance than, you know, what last what last week's performance was. Yeah, and I think, I mean, it was interesting that, you know, when, when the team sheet came out, we knew it was kind of a bit of a surprise that uh, Lloyd-Jones had been brought back so early. I think we weren't expecting him for a little bit yet, but you, you could tell there was a buzz on the terraces when people realised, you know, what we'd got. And uh, we'll hear later on, I'm, I'm playing two post-match interviews, one that I did that, that we did with the BBC and then one that I stayed around afterwards and chatted to Mark uh, about a couple of other things which, which I want to play. But one of them was about the strength of the best that we had today yesterday and I kind of you know that's that's the difference is when you've got the, the number of players on the bench that you would be more than happy to see in the side and not knocking the juniors uh, you know who've been on the bench at times but they've got no match experience at that level and and were there to make up the numbers um, so to see uh, strength in depth in the squad is something that I, you know, day one of the season, did we see that? Probably after that, I think it it kind of all went downhill from there. So that for me is a real positive um, as long as we can keep people healthy and, uh, and uninjured for the rest of the season. I think it, it, it bodes really well and I think yeah, we may have got we may have got, uh, you know, uh, slightly slower players than that ideally you'd want um, that we bought in, but you're buying that experience and that's the thing, you know, I think that we've done well uh, and it's it's something that we've had to do. We've had to buy players who've come in back from injury. We've had to buy players who are a little older because those are the players that realistically, you know, we can afford. But you could tell just bringing in that experience made uh, a, a huge difference uh, to the side. And yeah, they're not the fastest, but because they understand the game better, they can afford to be a little bit slower because they they know where to be. They know where the ball is going. Um, if I had one criticism, and it, it, this was across the team, is I still think that the transition from defence into you know a, a push forward is is our weak spot. We 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 don't really have necessarily the the you know the kind of ball that you'd like to see played forward often doesn't get played it often gets just hoofed up the pitch or it often goes out and, and I think that's a real thing and you know everybody knows uh, and we've talked about this and you've just mentioned it uh, quality in midfield and you know we are promised a signing on Monday uh, no news yet as to who that will be um, but it is said to be a midfielder hopefully attack minded uh, midfielder and that could be the key to what we're looking for. Um, 
it is interesting. One of the things that I thought at the end of the Shrewsbury game, despite the loss, um, and particularly yesterday, Joe Ironside seems to have kind of just developed a, a new, uh, you know, second wind. And I think, I don't know whether it's just because, especially yesterday with Smith playing a lot closer to him and running through, whether it gives him opportunities that we haven't had before. But Okay, no goals, but I think that was also an improvement on what we've seen. Yeah, I think it's it's been tough for for Joe um, in in particular because um, you know obviously he scored a lot of goals when we got promoted. Obviously, Paul Mullen scored a lot lot more than Joe, but um, you know he was the main focal point last year. You know, scored quite a few goals. Obviously, grabbed the headlines with the with the FA Cup game. And, um, you know, was kind of the, the, the talisman. And the problem is, is obviously, this season, he, he's kind of regressed in terms of his performances. And, um, you know, he's been found out a little bit. He, he developed a, an awful habit of, you know, giving away fouls, um, even when he might have been fouled himself, you know. And he, he kind of, like we said, we, we wondered if he'd had a sort of reputation or developed a reputation with referees in terms of what he did. Um, so, you know, and it, it just wasn't working out. And when it doesn't work out for you and you're in a team that's struggling, you know, naturally confidence goes low and you start doubting your game. Um, obviously, I didn't, I didn't, I've seen the Shrewsbury goal that he scored. It, you know, it was a good goal that he took there. And yesterday, it, it, it was, it was hard for him. Again, it was really, really hard because, you know, I, I think both him and Sam are, are similar players, but, um, with Sam, there, there's a little bit more technical ability. He does kind of have that, you know, he can hold up the ball, but he can run beyond the defence at times. Obviously not with any great pace, unfortunately, which is probably what we are lacking more up front is that sort of electric pace, uh, um, you know, and being having the man on the last defender. Um, but that those types of strikers, uh, you know, score a lot of goals and uh, naturally uh, cost a lot of money, don't they? So, you know, it's unlikely that we're we're going to have one of them. You know, any any time soon. But um, you know, they they both worked hard yesterday. The, the pair of them, uh, I will give them that. You know, they held up the ball well. Uh, you know, when the ball was you know sort of hit towards him, as you say, and um, you know, the only issue I think was lacking, as you say, there was that sort of there was no real link. You know, if one flicked the ball on, the other one wasn't running beyond. But again, that will come with time, you know, if they are going to be the, the front two going forward for the rest of the season and we are going to play this formation, you know, for, for the rest of the season, that link and that understanding will will come to them, you know. So I'm, I'm not too concerned. And, you know, they both can score goals. We saw it last year. So, you know, the strikers and scoring goals aren't our issue here. It's just creating those chances for them. And like you say, if you're not playing the, the right pass and the right ball, or, you know, in some cases, if, if they're holding the ball up and you're not getting men in and around them to support them, you know, what are what are they supposed to do? You know, I, and as you say, yesterday, you know, we put the ball up to them, it either went out of play or, you know, just in the general vicinity of where they were and they couldn't get, you know, get hold of it. And then the times that they did get hold of it, 
there was there was nobody really particularly where anywhere near him for them to you know be able to lay the ball off and, and start an attack. So, you know, again, it, it's one of those things that we we we've got to work on and we've got to work on quickly. And you know, the week coming doesn't get any easier because we've got two of the the better teams in our league coming up, um, as is always the way with with us. But you know, it, it, it was a good step forward, as you say. You know, and we we've just got to keep doing what we're doing. Um, you know, we keep working hard. Again, they've got another week in training where they, you know, they can work together and work on the system and the structure and the shape. And as you say, this new midfielder is in on Monday and um, is, you know, a bit more of an offensive box-to-box midfielder, um, it, it will really help us because, you know, I thought Colin McGrand was, was, was very good covering the ground yesterday, but he, he's not the creative player. He's more of the sort of the box-to-box hard worker um, you know, to to give Digby a hand, uh, you know, when when we're getting overrun in the middle of the park. So you, you know, it's going to be interesting, as I say, and uh, you know, there, there's a lot to work on for us, but there's a lot to be positive. And as you said, Tim, you know, the positivity on the terraces means it, it translates back onto the pitch, and and the players get a bit more positive, and uh, you know, there'll be a lot of excitement for, for Saturday's game, and you know, and Monday as well to see who the new signing is. Yeah, absolutely. And you can tell there must have been a lot of positivity around because we even saw it filter onto the uh, social media boards as well, which is <laughs> which is stunning, really. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it, the, the support was great and we'll talk about that. I'll talk about that later on when, when we do the second uh, bit of the post-match. But this is what Mark had to say following the game. Mark, a, a positive afternoon, certainly in terms of response from, from last Saturday. Couldn't quite force a winner, but what are your emotions after that one? Yeah, look, as a minimum, we had to give a response from last week. We knew that. Um, we needed to take something from the game, make ourselves hard to beat and play against. And so we're pleased with the clean sheet. Um, look, these haven't lost at home, so it's difficult to try and uh, to try and be the team that breaks that record. They're, they're tough to beat, but I felt like if I, any side was going to win the game, I did think it was going to be us. I know I'm biased, but I did think it was going to be us. I thought we had some good moments in the first half. I thought we pushed a little bit second half. The subs made a good impact. And I think Liam Bennett's not so honest. He might get a penalty because he gets a little touch and he might be able to go over and get something. He had one shot that was looked like it was going in and was well blocked. So I, I was pleased with elements of our game. Um, I think ultimately pleased with the number of changes we've made. We've got a lot of players that you'd, you'd probably say aren't ready to go in the team yet. And we play in a system that we've had one day's work on and trained on mud all week or frozen pitches for the last three weeks. So it's been, been far from easy in recent weeks, but um, that's that's more like us. That's better. It's a starting point for what we need the, the next 20 or 19 now games to look like. So we, we willingly take the point in the clean sheet, uh, knowing that we'll get better. You talked about uh, during the week uh, a, a 20 game season. Is, is this the kind of start that you wanted aside of obviously grabbing a, a winner, but certainly organisationally all over the pitch, it was a bit more like what we're used to seeing? Yeah, it is. I mean, yeah, of course, we'd have liked three. We've got some tough games ahead, and I think it will be up and down and all over the place between now and the end of the season. So strap in because it's going to be a bit of an emotional roller coaster, I think. But our focus has to be on us mainly and, and our level of performances, and that's a good starting point. And, so there's no doubt if you put if you put more leaders and more men and more experience in the team, it starts to look like that. They 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 manage the game brilliantly. That the senior ones at the back. It's why it's why we've made the signings that we have. And obviously we had some players returning probably earlier than anyone thought, which gives everyone a nice boost when they see them in the pitch. And 
you know, I, I get a booster and I'm able to pick that team and I look how strong the bench is and it's been months. It's been absolutely months since we've been able to do it and I think I've got a squad there that's developing and we'll add again on, on Monday or Tuesday um, that will become ultra competitive um, and give us a chance of, of getting results. I think we'll only get better from this point if the, the conditions can be a bit nicer for us and we get some chance to train but certainly those experienced players and um, the spirit of the team, the physicality of the team, we looked a strong side today. Um, we didn't have huge amount of creativity in us, but we put more numbers behind the ball and therefore we were lacking a bit. They played a slightly different shape to what we thought. In all honesty, it's the worst shape we could have played against to cause us all the problems that we needed to and stopped our wing-backs getting higher up the pitch. But um, yeah, we found a way of getting something from it. So um, I have to say it's tinged with a tiny bit of disappointment that we haven't won the game. But from where we were last week and our last couple of away games. We needed something to lay down a bit of a marker and we've done that today. He talks about the creativity and I say couldn't quite force the ball over the line, but a lot of that stemmed from some of the good work that Conor McGrandles did in the middle of the park. He was the good linkage, I think, between you know, the back line and, the, and perhaps the front two and the wide men. And he's, he's made a difference, hasn't he, coming in, Mark? Yeah, how good is he? He's going to be brilliant for us. Um, probably put him in the team maybe earlier than he's ready for and played him longer than he should. He's cramping up in the second half, but he's uh, exactly what we need in, in the middle of the pitch. He's got so much legs, so much energy to get around and um, he'll only get better as well, I think. And, and a number of the players are in the same boat as him, but I do think he's going to give us a real boost and a real lift in there, among many others. And I, and I just love the options that I've got on the bench there. There's some very good players not getting on the pitch today. Um, and as and when more and more come back fit and we add, there's going to be some very good players not getting in the squad. And that can only be good for us. And I'll be the unhappiest amongst the players um, because they'll dislike me for not getting in it. But... In the end, it's about we, not me, and all the players have got to buy into that, that this is about the, the club now and, and doing what we've got to do to, to do our jobs and, and win the games that we need to. Yeah, five changes, and you've already, already mentioned one or two of the boys at the back, but Lloyd-Jones coming back perhaps a little earlier than we expected. No one quite saw that one coming. Michael Morrison comes in, his second debut after his first 17 years ago, remarkably, Dimi Mitoff back in, in goal, and they've deserved that clean sheet this afternoon, Mark. They have, yeah. Look, Ryan Bennett went in the team earlier than he should last week, really. He's had about a week's training on the mud for, for the first time in months, and um, he'll get better and better, and so will Michael. He's had a very quiet couple of weeks. You know, this has been in the offing for a while, and for lots of reasons it hasn't happened yet and until sort of this, this Thursday he's trained a couple of days with us this week and obviously we've not done too much in those days because of the conditions so he'll get better as well Lloyd obviously is a little bit behind on his training time we've put him in earlier than we'd have liked to Connor the same um, yeah you can go through the team and, and say the same Dimmy as well he's hardly had any training but um, I just felt like that that boost to everybody, supporters, us players, the personality in the team, the energy and the voice in the dressing room. I like the feel of it today and I think we can um, hopefully build from that. You talk about the transfer window, just a couple of days left now. You, you, you're still expecting one, perhaps two to come in? Uh, definitely one. Yeah, we'll add another midfield player um, and then we'll just see what else happens over the next couple of days. But it's the areas, area where we're probably a little bit light. Um, and, and that'll allow Lewis Simple to go and get hopefully a run of games uh, for the second half of the season. So we're trying to organise that. Um, and then Brandon Houndstrup's trained. Steve Seddon's out running. Liam O'Neill's out running. Um, so we're, we're starting to, to come round to looking strong. Harrison's a few couple of weeks away from running and, and being out on the grass. So it was starting to look a bit stronger. We've got to be careful with some of these boys next week that have done a lot today and more than they need to. But... Um, we're going to have to uh, use everybody and, and everybody buy into the challenges that are there because we, we want to get better. We want to get away from the position we're in. We'll need to put some results back to back in order to do that um, in the 19 games we've got. And 
no better place to start than against a, a top team next Saturday. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's interesting. If you take away, we've got uh, the games coming up. We've obviously got... Um, uh, sorry, I'm just looking at the... Uh, distracted there. Uh, we've got uh, Ipswich coming up on uh, Saturday, which is going to be an interesting game. And then we're, we're away at Barnsley. Uh, both of those top of the uh, top end of the league, first, uh, third and sixth in there. And then after that, we play a really, really important run of games because if you look at the ones we've got, Cheltenham, Oxford, Fleetwood, Exeter... Portsmouth, Morecambe, MK Dons, Charlton and Burton all before the end of March. All of those clubs around us, you know, or at least a lot of those clubs around us, they really are important six-pointers, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, as I say, you, you take a positive with, with, with the football club at the moment and then we, we, you know, we seem to take two steps back because on, on the horizon there's a always in it Ipswich or uh, you know as you said you know Ipswich and Barnsley you know two of the toughest games that you could have after uh, you know a positive week it's not a you know a mid-table team sort of you know like Cheltenham or Accrington or somebody like that you know so it's two teams fighting out at the top of the table so um, you know Saturday is obviously going to be incredibly difficult Ipswich you know a, a fantastic side um, we know that and, um, you know, it'll be a, a hotly anticipated uh, derby, but it's not a derby, obviously. Um, so, you, but we've got to be right up for it. You know, we know what we've got to do. And if we show the character and the spirit and the organisation and the, the structure that we showed yesterday and put it into the Ipswich game, OK, you know, it might not be enough to win the game, but you, we've got half a chance of taking something from it. Uh, obviously, as, as we've said already, the issue is going to be is that when we get a chance or if we have to create a chance, we need to take it. And, um, you know, and it's got to fall to the right person um, at the time too. So, you know, as I say, we're at home. We'll be a big crowd. There's a little bit more positivity around the team now after, you know, a decent performance, uh, you know, that looked like a, the old Bomber team. And uh, as I say, you know, it'll be it'll be a big derby and, and people will be well up for it. And then we've got to cope with Barnsley and not do what we have done in previous games yeah. against all the bigger <laughs> clubs and, and get beat 4-5-0. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it, I mean, and, and that's the nice thing is that it, it, the defence is the one that's really strengthened it at the moment. You know, we'll, we'll see what comes in at the start of next week, but um, it, it's it's at least looking more positive than it was, well, certainly after the Shrewsbury game where I think people were ready, just about ready to give up on it. It was just so terrible. But Matt, thanks very much uh, for joining us. Um, we shall uh, talk to you again next week. Cheers, mate. Take care, mate. mate. So, as I say, I don't normally ask a lot of questions at press conferences because there's not much point in uh, going through the stuff that's already been said, but I did catch Mark um, after um, Doug left to go and talk to uh, Michael Morrison, uh, and I just wanted to play... So the first bit is just, as I say, talking about the strength of the bench. It was the second question. I was talking about the crowd, and uh, we got a really nice uh, a, a nice piece from him uh, after that, so uh, definitely worth hanging around for. So this is what he had to say after the post-match interview. Right, result aside, one of the most satisfying things, as you said, is to see the strength that was on the bench today, which we haven't seen for a long time. No, look, and this isn't a slight on anybody. We've, we've had so many injuries. It's been unbelievably unfortunate. And unfortunately, I've had to talk about it quite a bit. And I found myself in recent weeks, like, 
blaming referees and all sorts, and I hate myself for it because I've always prided myself on not being an excuse maker. But sometimes you you just got to live in the reality of the situations we faced this year have just been brutal for us. And, and, and for a club like us, where we are financially, we just can't afford to, to carry or be without so many good in, in, in uh, top players for us. And we've had times this year where the teams, we, we've fudged a team together for a couple of months. Who's fit this week? Who's available this week? What system can we get? Or do we have to play this week to fit the players in the team? It's just been, it's been brutal in that sense. And we need a runner being able to train, being able to get on the grass and, and work with the players that we've got. Um, and I'm sure then we'll, we'll be okay because, you know, it is tough when you have to pick a team like that. And when you look at the bench and you, you haven't got a full one or you've only got a certain units of the team you haven't got anyone available in or you've got 16 year olds that have never played in first team football to pick from that that is obviously difficult and and can be demoralizing for supporters and demoralizing for um for players as well and that takes its toll when the accumulation of that builds that sometimes leads to the runs that we've had and the results that we've had in amongst the pants results that we've had for too many months now there's been moments where we've got brilliant results or really top performances but we haven't put them together often enough or long enough um We've probably won more games than most in the bottom six or seven, um, but we've lost as many as probably the team that, down there as well. And draws have been hard to come by. So we'll need a few of them along the way. Um, but I think we're building a squad and, and getting back to some sort of form where we'll be able to do it. And you talk about the supporters and quite a large number of travelling supporters and the buzz, buzz was definitely back today. Yeah, and look, partly I think because they saw a really spirited team. I, I think they'd have all been buoyed when they saw the team sheet and they thought, oh, I fancy this. Um, but there's no doubt as well, like that for, the, for where we've been, I think they're amazing really because they, they come in the number, they get right behind us, they give me personally all the backing in the world when we're in a difficult situation. But, but I think the vast majority are intelligent enough to recognise the situation that we've been through and understand that it is tough and none of us are happy with the results that we've had. Um, one side of that argument is, look, we're in a position that everyone's expected us to be in for the whole of the last 18 months and we've we've raised expectations so high but we've also got some credit in the bank where people know right okay look we we can trust these people to to sort this situation out because you can't always harp on about where we've come from because the reality is it's it's only about where you are now so i understand that and everybody's frustrated none no more so than me um nobody works harder than i do or we do to try and make it better and um you know, we had a board meeting yesterday and we spoke about like the, the last few days of the window and the backing to go and in, improve the squad again and how we're going to try and make sure that we can put together some results. But the, the truth of it is the next 19 games, and how many weeks that is, is going to be up and down. There's going to be good bits and bad bits along there. But the one thing I know this club thrives off of and does well in is when everybody's together, everybody's on the same side and on the same page and absolutely scrapping for each other. And I think you saw 750 fans and a team of people doing that today. And I think that's what we need now from now to the end of the season. Let's have a right tear up, everybody. Roll your sleeves up and, and get ready for the challenge of it because we've had a couple of years of it being really nice and really enjoyable and loads of good moments. Well, now we're going to have to show a proper grit and spirit and that real endeavour and, and that takes everybody. And I think it's interesting if you, if you ever want to see the difference between, and I, I don't want to have a go, every fan's entitled to their own opinion, positive, negative, neutral, whatever it is, but if you want to see the difference between the way people think, compare the forums to the crowds, particularly away games where you get these travelling fans who spend a lot of money um, coming to watch uh, week in, week out, uh, and sometimes get literally nothing back, but they're always there giving their support. Uh, and I think it's fantastic 
fantastic. It was it was a, I sat in the um, um, away end, which I do from time to time. Yesterday, and it was a uh, it was a sorry the home end, no the away end because we were away, weren't we? Uh, it, it was really an eye opener. Um, really enjoyed it, and uh, we'll do more of that. Uh, thanks very much uh, to everyone for uh, being part of that uh, little piece. Um, let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about uh, Cambridge City. Broadcasting from the city centre. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. So uh, it's it's interesting. City come off the back of uh, two good wins against uh, Spalding and Corby. Uh, Hales Owen uh, is the next visitor to uh, the bridge. Uh, spoke to Robbie uh, this morning. This is what he had to say uh, following that game. So, Robbie, you came off yesterday uh, back-to-back um, uh, consecutive wins against uh, Spalding and Corby. Um, and kind of, we talked about this last week, typical uh, City performances, uh, whereas you might struggle against some of the uh, supposedly poorer sides, but against uh, the better sides, you've got a really good record. You went, or uh, Hales Owen came uh, top of the league to uh, the bridge you expected, um, or you, you wanted to carry on that momentum. Um, and by all accounts, from from actually the Hales Own newspaper, um, although a two-one loss with a late goal might make it look like it was all Hales Owen's Hale Owen's game, it, it certainly wasn't according to their own media, um, where they say, uh, especially in the second half, you you fought really hard. You'd had a goal disallowed previously for, uh, and uh, you, you know you'd you'd have uh, several cleared off the line, and really they were lucky to uh, scrape scrape the uh, win. Absolutely, Tim. And I think, you know, the confidence that we've got now and 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 the, the momentum that we took into the game, it you know, we, we didn't start particularly well in that first 15 minutes and we were a little bit sort of, because it was Hal's Owen, it, I thought we, we sort of stood off them too much. And, and once they'd scored the penalty, which was a very soft one, we sort of, we took the game to them. We we were on the front foot. We were, you know, we were aggressive in in the press, and and we really did get at them. And like you say, we had the goal disallowed. Um, we had one off the line, and and then we go in. You know, we we sort of we're on top, and then they score a breakaway goal from sort of thirty five yards, which was completely against the run of play. And you know, it's one of those moments where you you know you're playing top of the league. They've gone in two 0 and you're thinking, oh. You know, where are we at as a team right now? You know, are we the team that have just, you know, worked extremely hard in the two games that we've won and and done very well in, in lots of aspects of the game? Or are we going to go back to that team where nothing's gone for us? Are we going to be sad and, and, and dwell on mistakes? And, and But we didn't. We just carried on. Um, we took the game to them. And, and second half, um, probably the best half of football, I've witnessed um, while being manager. It was it was so dominant, you know. And then, you know, we're playing top of the league, who have an extremely big budget. Um, you know, they're a very good team, and we made them look pretty ordinary, you know. And you know, we we just we were relentless. You know, we got it into good areas. We got lots of crosses in the box. We got you know corners, set plays. You know, we were. And to credit to them, they you know they defended really well. The goalkeeper pulled off two or three great saves, and 
you know, we we got into some really good areas where, it, you know, we just need to be better in front of goal at times. But, you know, we got the goal and then, you know, we had, I think, five, six minutes of injury time. And I thought, you know, we are going to get one or two more chances in that five, six minutes. And right at the death, Ryan Ingrid has an absolute unbelievable volley. And you, you're thinking it's in. And he did it too well. And the keeper's pulled off an unbelievable save, sort of, you know, and then blows his whistle. And, you you know, it, it was no more than we deserved. You know, we a point was the, the least we deserved on that performance. And, you know, speaking to their management and some of their the people around their team and, you know, even the players, they, they came off and, you know, they looked like they'd been in a boxing match and, and gone 12 rounds. And we'd, we'd sort of dominated it. And it was almost like we'd won it on points, you know. And so it, it was... It was hard to take, but but also it's a measure of where we've come. Um, you know, like I spoke about the St. Neats and the Deerham games, there was patches in in those two games where we were very good. Um, and then we we cut out those silly mistakes. And then we've gone on that Spalding, Corby, and then into the Howe's Zone game, you know, on the back of some really good performances. And, and, and we took that into that. And, you know, I was sitting here, you know, disappointed that we haven't got anything, but but also extremely proud of, you know, and I've said it before, if once we get the 12, 13 players that are fit and, and, and are and are raring to go, you know, we will we will be a match for anyone in this league. And it's proven that over the last sort of three weeks. Um so, you know, we've got players coming back from injury as well. You know, Scott Bridges is isn't too far away. So the group is you know, ever getting stronger. Um, and, you know, we missed Matty Miles yesterday at right back, but Ben Nolan came in and, and was outstanding. You know, he hasn't played for a, for a few weeks because of a, uh, a hamstring uh, and a sore ankle. So it's great to have him back. And, you know, he was almost playing as a wing or as a fullback, you know, and both him and Jake Battersby were, were outstanding and giving us so many options going forward. Um, so disappointing. Um, but, Lots of positives to take from that. And, you know, we're now on a run of games where we're playing teams that are sort of in and around us and teams that we want to catch. And, you know, so we've got to take the level of performances from from these last three games and take that into the, the next run of games. And I guess that's it. If, if if there's no result comes from it, A, you want your team to perform well rather than capitulate. I've seen seen that too many times this season from Cambridge yeah. United. But yeah. it, it's kind of like as long as you can as long as you can genuinely come off the pitch and say, you know, we were unlucky. We we we're showing we're a good side week in week out. As you say, the run of games coming up is really interesting for you. You have now got a number of games against people in and around you. Um, so it's important to pick, you know, to pick those points up. Um, although you're in good form, obviously, the, the league table in the end shows that uh, whilst you're not necessarily in trouble, you're only four, three points clear of uh, the playoff spot at the bottom um, and you'll be wanting to accelerate and move away from that. Absolutely, Tim. And then I think, you know, it's disappointing we haven't got Gresley on Wednesday now. Um, you know, that's been moved because they're in a, in a County Cup uh, game. So it's disappointing we haven't got that. But you know, moving forward, it's, it's certainly, you know, if we can perform to the levels that we have done. And, you know, I say that, we, you know, St. Neitz and Deere, and we've, we've done enough in those games to, to win the games, you know, but we've switched off. If we can 
keep that level of performance moving forward and we can stay clear of injuries and you know I'm pretty sure that we certainly won't be looking in that bottom four and we'll be looking more towards you know that top 10 and you know and, and I think you know getting players back like Scott Bridges and, and Mikey Davis getting him some more minutes you know it'll only improve us um, and like I say we, we've got a, a very tough game next week at, at Shepshed you know it's a a very tough place to go to. Um, but we go there with lots of confidence. Um, we know where we've got to be. Um, and if we're not at those levels, then, you know, we will come unstuck. But, you know, the lads have responded since Christmas, you know, unbelievably well. You know, training's been, you know, the intensity is in training and, and being able to train for longer and on your own facility has been massive. And, you know, it allows you to work on certain things. You're not, you know, clock watching, you know, it, it, it's been been brilliant. And, you know, and you can see why performances have picked up. You know, we've, we've spent more time on the training ground and, and been able to work on, on certain things where we need to be better at. And, you know, moving forward, um, you know, the, every time we go up to the facility, it's, it's amazing to see. And, you know, we're just, you know, looking forward to the, the bright future that we have. Yeah, it must it must be good to be able to look out onto that that new stadium and uh, and the fact that it now looks much more complete and the pitch is there and everything in it. Just looking forward to that. And as you say, I mean, it, it, you're starting to now see players coming back. Uh, you mentioned Scott Bridges there, who's obviously been uh, missed. Um, so you've got that. And then uh, we mentioned him last week, and you kind of can't you can't not mention Dan Cotton really. Nine nine from the <laughs> eleven. It's uh, oh, no. you know it couldn't really be going any better for him. That that has just proved to be you know a, a, a miraculous signing almost yeah he's you know for 34 years old Tim he's he's unbelievable you know yesterday he started on the left um, you know then ended up on the right and he just he just got calmness and he's got a he's got a, a he just uh, you know I can't believe he's not played a lot higher and that's down to his loyalty to, to clubs that he's been at and you know, he's, I've enjoyed working with him. He's such a talent. You know, he, we train and we do some some stuff with him, like shooting drills and stuff like that. And when he don't hit the target, he's so angry and he's so, you know, and it shows you, like, he, he, he technically, he is so good. And the way he looks after himself, you know, he doesn't miss too many games. You look through his career, he's, he's played literally every game. And... You know, the way he, he goes about his, his stuff and, you know, he gave away a penalty yesterday. It's actually the second penalty he's given away against Calzone, actually. And, you know, he was he was devastated at half-time. And he was like, I'll, I'll make it up. You know, that, that I'll make And he did. And, he, you know, his performances since he's come in have been been unbelievable. And, and like I say, we're, we're, we're so pleased that he's with us. And, you know, both him and Tom and, and Jake Brasby, they've, they've really settled into the group and, you know, they're getting fitter. You know, Tom's been out of the team for a bit. He was out of the team at Stanford when he went there. So he's been a work in progress. But again, he's got, I think he's got four four in 10 for us. So again, you know, he's he's added goals to us. Um, and, and yesterday, he's had two great efforts that if he scuffs them, he just rolled in the bottom corner. But he hit him so well, it's gone straight to the keeper. And you know, it's one, it was one of those yesterday. If we'd have got that early goal, we'd have, you know, the the way the lads are playing, certainly those lads I just spoke about, 
yeah, we'd have gone on and won it if we'd have got the goal earlier. But you know, it's one of those things we we take all of the positives from from the, the past performances and and we take those into the next game and and hopefully we can just be a a little bit more clinical um, and then you know hopefully the the points will start rolling in. Across the city and South Cambridgeshire. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. So uh, thanks very much uh, to uh, uh, Robbie for that. Histon, uh, nothing to talk about, I'm afraid. There's no football there. They've played uh, two games since uh, the 10th of December. Six postponements. Strangely enough, it shows how bad things have been for that league, that they're not massively behind in terms of games played either. Uh, the the uh, game on Saturday was uh, the latest one, but also Newport Pagnall is listed as postponed on the website as well. So uh, hopefully, Bug Brooks and Michael will go ahead next week and we'll have something to talk Talk about with Lance, um, but plenty still to talk about to, in the last uh, ten minutes or so. Um, women's football, uh, United just about to kick off against uh, QPR away. Spoke to Darren at midweek. This is what he had to say following uh, the recent run of games. Darren, the last time we spoke, you were just uh, ready to line up against Newmarket Town in the uh, Cam's Invitational Cup. A, a big win, I guess, in a way, not a surprise, but it's always good to get those games out of the way. And now a, a final against City, possibly at the Abbey. Yeah, um, yeah, it was. We, we we wanted to win the game, obviously, clearly, but we wanted to to play with a bit of a performance, and and I thought we did that. We we vastly dominated the game. Um, you know, six nil the final result, but I, but I thought you know we was value for at least that. Um, Newmarket played some nice football to be fair, and they're a really young side, so they've got some some good players in there, ones to look out for. But uh, yeah, really pleased with the way we played and pleased with the result. And like you say, it's always good to get through to a final. And then it was uh, league action last week uh, against a very good Actonian side. Uh, don't lose many, don't concede many goals, and although you lost four uh, three, the fact that you scored three goals. Is I guess some kind of positive out of it. Yeah, it is. Um, they are a good side. You know, I'd, I'll be very interested to see how they match up against some of the other good sides in our league in the second half of the season. Because um, I was impressed with them. They've got some very good players in there, um, and and it was just frustrating, really, that we broke them down and scored three, broke them down regularly or or enough and scored three and. The only other team to have done that in the league this year against them is Hashtag, who, who look like they're sort of starting to run away with the league a little bit now. Um, so offensively, I was really pleased with the performance, but we, we made work hard for ourselves and ultimately cost ourselves the game with just mistakes. First one was a player that I'd highlighted to the team that, that was a very technically good player, Cano, um, had the ball at her feet and was in no position for us to try and win the ball in the box. And just uh, Abby Davis just stuck a leg out and... and was always going to give away a penalty in that situation. And then the next two goals were were both efforts where we just didn't close down quickly enough. We just gave a little bit too much space and time and, and can't do that in and around the box. So, um, you know, harsh lessons for us to learn, really, if I'm honest with you, because that was a game that we played uh, well enough and, and did enough offensively that we could go on and win the game. But like you say, a positive that we did manage to open up a really good side three times. And uh, yeah, uh, I think, you know, it shows a positive in, in the in the. The, the performance, even if the result wasn't what we wanted. Yeah, and we look look at the league table, and it's it's always one of those interesting things when you you know you you've got game in hands or you've not got game in hands. Is it better to have the points on the board, or is it better to have games in hand? You, you, you've currently uh, 
10 games in um people below you are on eight or nine people above you are on seven or nine so everybody's got games uh in hand over you but you've got those 11 points on the table and and people below you have got to get the results uh from that and and you play on uh, sunday you play qpr who are directly beneath you on the same points just missing out on goal difference so that becomes an important game for both people and kind of a, a real six pointer yeah, it is. Yeah, we, we need to we need to start turning these performances or the good parts of the performances into results. It's as simple as that. And we all know that we're all very aware of it. Um, the group are very aware of it. You know, we can't can't make that become a pressure situation. Ultimately, we've got to believe and trust in the process. And the process offensively has been good at times. Um, we need to be better out of possession. Um, we need to, we need to be better in transitions as well, if I'm honest. But uh, yeah, it's it's time for us to start turning these performances into results. It's it's a little frustrating because we're doing enough good things. You know, for example, last week scoring three goals against Actonians, which should see us win the game. Um, and we and we need to start turning that into into those those points on the board. So yeah, it's a, it's a big game for us this weekend. We've prepared this week, and I'm looking forward to the game. And in terms of personnel, are you uh, okay fitness wise? Uh, not too bad. We've got uh, a couple. Um, Rachel Kosky won't be available. She's been, she had a knee, slight knee problem that she picked up last week in training, but has also been ill this week. So she's, she's not going to be able to play this weekend. Um, and then Ella Marden is struggling a little bit. She, she was involved in a, a car accident during the week. Um, she's okay, but you know, it's just affected her a little bit. So we're not too sure whether she'll be okay, but uh, yeah, fairly strong squad available. So um, nothing too much to, to worry about from a squad perspective. And I guess hopefully, I mean, you're kind of back into the swing of things with matches, uh, the odd gap here and there, but matches pretty much every week now for the moment and hopefully stay out of this cold weather that keeps them, uh, you know, that, that keeps postponing things. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it'd be nice to get into a run of games, as we've spoken about before. Um, you know, before Christmas, there was a, there was a, it was a bit sporadic, but even the games we had, there was cup fixtures in there. We haven't really got into a run of league games. We've had two since Christmas. Um, you know, so now we've got to start to turn these these league games into uh, in some points. So I'm looking forward to a good run of games. We've got QPR this week, uh, and then we have Hashtag, which is a really tough fixture, obviously, after that. Um, but two games that we can try and get our teeth stuck into and, and get something out of. And then, of course, back to the Abbey for the uh, the City uh, United derby on the 22nd of Feb. Yeah, yeah, massively looking forward to that. Everybody is, and we're hoping we can get quite a lot of people down there to come and support. It'd be a good spectacle for local football, uh, women's football, as well as, you know, a, a big game for us as a, as a club and a team. So, yeah, something to really look forward to. And, uh, yeah, we, we, we're excited about it. But to be honest with you, these next two games are really on our minds at the moment. So that's the, the thing that we're focusing on first and foremost. Yeah, there's, there's plenty to look forward to again there. Um, hopefully a, a good result uh, in this six-pointer against QPR. We'll just see them move up a little bit, move a, a, away from that bottom spot. Only one relegation and uh, per spot this year because of the uh, uh, the dropout in the league. Uh, Cambridge City sitting just above it on three points. Uh, Hounslow, uh, I, I mean, I, I think it's the only thing that everyone's got going for them. Hounslow likely not to score a single point uh, this season as it goes. Nine games, they've conceded 100 well they've got 100 and I think they've only scored one goal so they've got something like 101 goals conceded uh, in those nine games so a terrible season for them um, I spoke to uh, Paul Burling uh, about uh, Cambridge City earlier this week as well so this is what he had to say 
Paul, it's been a while since we spoke, but uh, also a while without football, both due to the fixture list and the weather. Uh, last game, uh, you last time we spoke, you were ready to take on Fullbourne in the Invitational Cup. Um, and I guess these, these, these ties are always difficult because you're kind of expected to win and, and you won fairly easily on paper, 5-1 uh, final now against United. But in terms of a game, was it was it a good game? Um, it, it was nice to see the girls out in action, um, as you say, with the Christmas break and the weather delaying us. Um, so it was good to get minutes in the girls' legs. The pitch was very heavy. Um, it becomes a little bit of a battle. Um, but I think it's a game that we were well equipped to to be strong in. And we were. that We scored a couple of really good goals. Um, so, yeah, good to be back on the grass. And at least according to full time, which is not necessarily the most accurate of things, I think you only had one substitute on the bench in that game. Was that was that an issue, or have they just got that wrong? No, we um, we did only have one sub. We had um, we have had uh, an availability issue all season, really. Um, the under twenty threes had a game that day as well in their version of the county cup, um, so they had um, eleven and one sub at their game. So things were just a bit tight. We've had some injuries and stuff, but we're hoping in the next couple of weeks we'll be back to full strength. And it's on to uh, league action, a uh, uh, game against Ashford. Um, I guess, I mean, we, we don't really need to say too much about the league position. It, it is what it is, but uh, um, with only three points on the board, um, you'll be looking to, to, to have a better second half of the season, obviously. Yes, definitely. I mean, the table doesn't lie. We are where we are. Um but that is where we are as a club in that league. Um, over pre-season, a lot of clubs improved massively on and off the pitch. And um, whereas we've, we were weakened slightly with a few people leaving and we've introduced, we've had at least six 16-year-olds make their league full league debut this season. So we're, we're going through a root and branch change in, in all aspects of the club. Um, but uh, we'll get there. I'm fully confident that the girls will... We'll slowly move up the table and um, we'll we'll be safe towards the end of the season. And as you say, I mean, bringing in, uh, you know, the youth through obviously bodes well for uh, future seasons, uh, even if they're not quite ready at the moment. And you've had uh, signings end of de- December. You had Hayley Richards from Biggleswade and obviously Sarah Payne joined. Um, I think she's not been playing for a while, but she was from Harlow before that. Uh, yeah, Harlow before then. They both made their club debut at the under-23 level and, and presumably will move into uh, the senior team as and when. Yeah, they're, they're both in the squad for Sunday. Um, Hayley looks an exciting prospect, really electric up front, scored goals for fun for Biggleswade. So we're really looking forward to seeing her in action. And Sarah will just give us a little bit of steel and a little bit of experience in the middle of the park, um, having moved over from Harlow. We've also got uh, Jenny Moore, who signed for us at the start of the season, ex-QPR player, has been unavailable from uh, for work reasons. So she's back in the squad this weekend. So... Around those young players that I mentioned and the very young squad we have, we've, we've added a little bit of experience and uh, we're really looking forward to a positive second half of the season. Well, good luck to them uh, in the Ashford game today. That's uh, pretty much all we've got time for uh, now. Um, please uh, 
do stay on 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 Cambridge 105 Radio. It's really weird not to be followed by Tony Barnfield for the first time in uh, oh, years. Um, so uh, it's Les Ray with uh, Strummers and Dreamers on uh, next. So do stay around uh, for that. Thanks very much to uh, Robbie, to Paul, to Darren, and to Matt for joining us. We'll catch you again next week. Just should say, uh, by the way, uh, Cambridge United under 18s, the uh, FA Cup win against Chelsea. What a game! Uh, do come along to the next round. We'll talk to you later. Thanks very much. If you're like me, you've got a family and a business, and you want to protect what's most important when the chips are down. With Woodfine Solicitors, that's exactly what happens. I got a bespoke legal service from a friendly expert team. They really listened to what was going on and tailored their recommendations to my situation, which was, well, that's another story. Anyway, the best thing was that it all happened online. A few simple clicks and I had my quote. That freed up time to focus on everything else. Get the help you need when you need it most. Visit woodfinds.co.uk or call Cambridge 411421. Woodfinds, cutting through the red tape. This is Cambridge 105 Radio, bringing community radio to our city. Siobhan Rouse is the head teacher of Harston and Newton Community Primary School, and she's been telling us what community radio means to her. Community is really important to us as a school, and it's been made very clear during lockdown, and community radio brings communities together and shows that strength and encourages people. Digital and smart speaker across the city and South Cams, Cambridge 105 Radio.